1: To Canto by Dispatch. Today, I'm Brittany, and joining me today, as always, is my friend, Emily Lynn. Hi, Emily. Hi, Brittany. How are you? I am okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. My intro was just mocked by my roommate, so I'm pretty fucking pissed at my roommate. Yeah, your roommate is kind of annoying. Yeah, he can be sometimes. I mean, you deal with little snippets, and uh, I have to deal with all the snippets. Seems like a lot. It is sometimes, but you know what? Now I can say at least he's better than my travel agent.
0: <laughs> okay. Fuck that guy. Um, How are you doing? Um, I'm okay. Uh, I got some traveling plans done. That's good. I have a plane ticket now. T- t- uh, mm. Two plane tickets, even. So I can, you know, come home again. bye. But- <laughs> Dang it. I was really hoping you'd stay. <laughs> not this time. Oh, okay. That's good. I mean, at least we still have hope. We still
1: have hope for my Hallmark dreams for you.
0: Let's 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 get through two weeks first and see how that goes. Yeah. I mean I I, I it's a
1: good gamble. Like I'd say it's like ninety five five percent. Like just it could be like a natural disaster that like could cause it not to
0: happen or something. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. No, uh, this weekend we sat down and did some planning. Uh, like I said I got my plane tickets. So I have like an overnight flight in to Edinburgh. And we're going to stay there for a couple nights. And then there's like some national park area we're going to check out. And then the next night we'll go do in an Inverness. And we're going to see Loch Ness. And I'm going to see the Loch Ness Monster. And then the next day we're going to go to a place called Ben Nevis, which is like this beautiful looking mountain. We're going to stay there for a couple nights. I want to do a distillery tour because there's a cool looking uh, scotch place. Yeah. And then we're going to we're going to go to where cat lives. And then we're going to we're going to meet celebrity artist Chris Hall's family, which I'm very excited about. And then we're going to go to London and we're going to see a bunch of our friends and some stupid Star Wars shit. Uh, I'm
1: more excited for you to go see celebrity artist Chris Hall than for our stupid Star Wars convention. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super excited to meet his family. Oh, my God. I hear nothing but wonderful things about celebrity artist Chris Hall and his wonderful family, including his wife. Like, yeah. She just seems like a wonderful human. I mean, she's married to celebrity artist Chris Hall. So seems, I mean, like,
0: She seems pretty cool, and his kids seem really rad and funny, and I want to meet them. But yeah, so yeah, we still have a couple of hotels to book, but we have a kind of rough idea and Then it's, you know, well, we're going to, you know, play some of it by ear, but yeah, it's, it's exciting. Uh, I mean, I'm nervous. It's like my first like overseas trip and yeah, so I like leave New York at like 11 p.m. When I get to Scotland, until like two thirty PM the next day because I have like a two-hour layover in London. But yeah, I think I'm going to be very tired that first day. But other than that, oh well, maybe we'll be in London in the same
1: day, so we can we can hang out during your layover. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you want to hang out in the Heathrow? Dude,
1: oh my God. Like, the, out of all the places to run into my friend Emily Lynn at the fucking airport in London, like, sign me up. I'm
0: going to be there on Wednesday, the 29th of April.
1: Ah, oh, I'm a day late. Oh, damn.
0: That's a shame. Because that actually definitely would be very fun. I know. To have like 15 minutes in the airport, I see you before I have to run to my plane.
1: Yeah. I'll just, I'll give you like, like tips and tricks on how to survive your plane. I don't know. I don't know what I do. I think I would just be really excited because I, I, I feel like um, I'm the type of person where like, if I am out and I like, I see someone I know, like I hide because like, I don't want to do like social interaction, but I feel like with my friends and I see them, it's like a celebrity appearance. <laughs> like it's like amazing.
0: Like once in a lifetime it's always weird when you see people like super out of context especially when someplace far away i remember one year when i was in in high school we went to the the grand canyon for like our family vacation and we ran into people from our town who we like not like you just know, so, like you know like the the woman like who runs like the this cool bakery town who like daughter i went to high school with so not somebody who knew like super well but it was incredibly mm-hmm. weird i mean first of all because even if you're at the grand canyon at the same time th- there's a lot of people at the grand canyon there's a lot of hotels and it was just very strange to be like we were outside of like, the restaurant in this hotel and it was like i think that's the shanks it was really weird <laughs> <laughs> the shanks that's a good last
1: name she makes very good bread. I love bread. I know. Um, my last Disney World trip, um, when I used to work at the casino, I ran into, like, the the chief of um, – he used to be, like, the chief of operations at the casino I worked at. I used to know his son because we used to work together. So it was just, like, we both, like, recognized each other. We're like, whoa, this is weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember, like, one t- a couple years after I graduated college – I was at a Dwayne Reed just, I you don't know, like buying like I don't know, fucking Advil or something, and just hear Emily, and I turn around, and it took it like one of those things where it took a second for me to recognize him, even though it's somebody I knew really well. And it was this guy Brian, who I was good friends with in college, and like we <coughs> had the same major, so we studied together a lot. But he lived in like Philadelphia. He was just in New York visiting people for the weekend, and we happened to be in hmm. the same drugstore. odds are so weird or just
1: like the probability of like seeing someone right I like it's like when you're playing a video game and like you see a character that's like not supposed to be in that video game and he's another video game like that's what that's like it's just it's like (laughs) there's a glitch right in your gaming system but that gaming
0: system is life So, do you have any updates on your planning? I know last time you had uh, had some not great times trying to find places to stay.
1: Yeah, this weekend was hell. Just trying to get, like, everything together. Um, But I did find a place to stay for London, which was really nice. Um, That was really stressful, though. I don't know how I made it through last week. Uh, We also found somewhere to stay in Paris. That took, like, a day or two. And, um i came to the conclusion like that this planning this trip has been really stressful you know just you place that you would never been to before international and we we've already done like most of it like planned like some stuff we're gonna do in paris some stuff in normandy and i think we might plan some stuff for london like one of those like cheesy london tours or something so i was like okay um let me hire a travel agent for like this last like bit, so like I don't have to worry about it. And I was referred to this guy. Um, my mom referred me to him, and you know I leave him an email. You know, of course, like I'm I'm very nice. I'm very fucking nice person. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know if you, I don't know if you know that. Very fucking nice. I'm very fucking nice. So I I email him just saying, hey, I need some help booking some trains. Um, can you help help brother out? So he called, or I, I call him the next day, and I'm just like, "Hello, how are you? You know, my name is Brittany. Yada yada. Yad, yad, I emailed you, and then his first question is just without even saying anything was, "Why didn't you just book a direct flight from San Diego to Paris? Why are you taking a train from London to Paris? Isn't that redundant?" I wanted to hang up the phone and cry like my, all of my frustrations feeling like they were coming to an ease like knowing that like someone could like handle my shit like just like turn into like a fire of doom so you yeah, I explained to him I'm like I it was a, it was a cheaper option. It's like it made more sense for me to do the, the things I did because it was cheaper and because like I had done a lot of planning. Mm-hmm. Um I know it's a travel agent's job to you know ask questions and um you know get more information about like your trip or anything but don't make me seem like an idiot.
0: Don't make me seem like valley girl well, not especially yeah. When you already have your plane tickets? Like that's already set. Mm -hmm. So, like, that that is maybe a conversation if you were, like, had gone to him at the very beginning and were like, these are my plans, then he could be like, well, are you sure you want to do this? Maybe this would be a better option. But when you already have the plane tickets, and then he's being like, why the fuck did you do that? That seems a little um, pointless.
1: Yeah, I was just – I was really miffed, and I was just trying to explain myself, like, yeah, you know, just, you know, trying to save money, you know, your girl's fucking poor, so just, you know, trying to find something, like, reasonable, yada, 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 and then just, like, asking about, like, my plans to, you know, do, like, a Normandy tour, and he's like, well, why didn't you just choose one that just takes you to to Bayou? Like, why are you having to take another train? And I'm like, I don't know, man, because I love – I love making things hard for myself, apparently. <laughs> so um, he he gives me like a – not like a quote, but like he emails me like just how much everything would be. And it was funny because I sent that over to David Strutt and Catherine because I've been talking to them a lot too about like how I'm having a really hard time planning everything and I'm really scared about trains. And they look at that and they're like, what the fuck? Like – I would be spending like double the amount that I should be because it's like I understand like it's a travel agent's job, you know, like it's a job like obviously like some form of payment is going to go to them. But me calculating it because it's like I had kind of had an idea of how much things were going to be before talking to him. But I just wanted to see because sometimes travel agents, you know, they get deals, they get, you know, just things. So I'm thinking maybe if I book it through him, I could be saving money. But no, I wouldn't be saving anything. I would be spending probably up to three hundred dollars more than I would need to. So um, that ignited fuel in me to want to do everything on my own mm-hmm. because um, I don't know. I, I I took that personally, even though I know I shouldn't have. I just like I don't like when men scold me for the decisions I make when I'm very confident in my planning skills. And my research skills. And I don't like feeling dumb. Right. Because it's – I put so much effort into things. And when I get attitude like that, like, that just makes me want to, like, crawl into a hole. And, like, I reverted back to, like, being in a kid or something and, like, Mm -hmm. being in trouble. Like, I'm so sorry I already booked my flights in advance. (laughs) Like, I can't go back and undo it. So, So, yeah, I'm – uh, I'm I'm better, but uh, that just really annoyed me. Like I I I know it's their job to you know help you with flights and everything, but I mean that was a horrible experience. Yeah, no, that sounds lousy. Yeah, so that's where I am with that. I just have to book trains and everything, and it should be okay. I've had a lot of help. I found out that the RER is super cheaper than the fucking train. This motherfucker wanted me to spend. for two people to go from Disneyland Paris back to Paris when, like, you can just get, like, an underground railroad railroad ticket for, like, five bucks each.
0: (laughs) Wow. Yeah. No, I don't know. Like, I sort of, like, I I hate planning. It makes me super stressed out, like, trying to figure out the logistics of a foreign country, but still can't i also don't want to deal with a fucking travel agent kev is my travel agent
1: that's a dream i know like i don't think i'm gonna ever plan something like this again like i think that if i do like another international trip like I'll do it, like, through, like, a cruise or something where, like, I have more flexibility to, like, okay, I can book this excursion. I can book this excursion. Like, it's it's kind of a more, like, controlled environment versus, like, kind of a free-for-all. Like, we're flying here, we're flying there, we're flying everywhere, you know. But, um, yeah, I'm super frustrated. But it it should get better. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad we have a place to stay. Um, it just, God, trains are expensive.
0: Yeah, they are. But, mm. No, I'm looking forward to to the trip once it's actually happening. But I, oh my god, I'm so disappointed because, like, because you know, we're going to we're going to see Loch Ness, which is supposed to be absolutely beautiful. Super excited about it. But I would mm-hmm. I would have thought, okay, somebody has to have some super cheesy Loch Ness monster themed bed and breakfast that we can stay at. They don't have one. I could not find anything.
1: Well, they probably, they just probably have, like, cheesy Loch Ness, like, tours
0: or something. They don't have a Loch Ness, like, bed and breakfast. No, nobody, like, I was so fucking disappointed. I just, I just wanted some place that has, like, everything is green and covered in monsters and, like, has, like, stuffed Loch Ness monsters on the beds. And you get, like, a little Loch Ness monster cookie when you check in. That's all I wanted. Just one night at some really cheesy place. That, you know, some adorable old couple owns and has all sorts of dumb tourists. That's that's what I wanted. Doesn't exist. That's a bummer. Well, now, I hope you actually get your Loch Ness cookie. Maybe, like, a couple bakeries might have I mean, I'm sure I can get some Loch Ness candy or something of some sort. I know I can get, like, a little Loch Ness stuffed monster. But as much as I don't want to, like, I don't... Want to do any other touristy things? I just wanted some ridiculous place I could stay at that would make me laugh. And unfortunately, it is just not an option. Like, I just assumed. I thought I would have like multiple ones to choose from. It seems like leaving money on the table. That's
1: a bummer. I always hate when you expect something like that and then it just says it exists and you're just like stuck in like the. The recurring thought of like, what do you mean this doesn't exist? Like, why doesn't this exist? Like,
0: it's stupid. Yeah, it's a shame. Because because befo- one time I was talking to Kevin at one point when he was um and and Whitby, where Whitby Abbey is. And that's like, obviously, you know, it's like a big part of um Brimstone's Dracula. And I'm like, oh, are there any themed hotels around? And he found one. And I'm like, okay, whenever I come visit, we're going to go there. It was like some, like, you know, bed and breakfast. And then I look into it further. Fucking it closed down. But it was oh, awesome. Fuck. They had, like, they had, you know, bats everywhere. And, you know, it was a lot of, like, purple velvet canopy beds and creepy so monster cool. cutouts. And it looked so much fun. And had it actually had, like, really good reviews saying, you know, the, the, the people who owned it were super great, served a really good breakfast, were just really friendly. You know, they had... VCRs and horror movies in all the rooms and I'm like that that is what I want that is what I thought I would be able to find the equivalent of that but with the Loch Ness Monster no Hmm. so if anybody listened to this knows of anything that just I don't know maybe maybe Google hates me but Kev didn't find anything either but if anybody knows of anything that exists Loch Ness Monster themed bed and breakfast motel Airbnb I don't care Send it to me because we haven't booked our place for that night yet. Maybe you can create
1: one (laughs) or someone can create one last minute and have you stay there. I know. uh, God, I, as much as I am like nervous for this trip, like just with the planning and everything, I'm so excited. Like once like you guys get to London and everything, I can't wait to be able to like hang out and actually like do things with everyone.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be great. Um I don't I don't really care about the celebration at all. Like not even remotely. Unless Ben Medelson is there. But I want to see my friends.
1: I want to see my friends and I want to have some really good
0: fish and chips. There we go. Those are important it, things.
1: Yeah. And then I I just can't wait, Emily, to wake up early in the morning in Paris and get myself a goddamn baguette.
0: Yeah, that sounds perfect.
1: Like going to a cute little bakery, like getting, getting some like breakfast patisserie, Mm -hmm. like that is going to be like a motherfucking dream. That sounds very good. I'm so excited and I'm excited for London too. Maybe I might like check out like a cat cafe or something. Like, just pet some cats
0: and have some tea. I don't know. Because, you know, some can't find cats in America.
1: No, like, you, you gotta communicate with all the cats. Yeah, maybe the, the British cats are different. Like, they have a British maybe... meow. They have a British meow, and you know how, like, they all wear they top say... hats? Yes, they all wear top hats, and. They walk differently. (laughs) Like instead of like left leg first, it's right.
0: Okay, I don't know how you could tell, but yeah, I don't know. Oh my god! Speaking of London, I finished Spare today. How was it? You know, it's pretty good. Um, Like obviously, like I said, you know, it's like a you know, it's a memoir, so he's you're getting. A highly biased uh, account of events, but I come out of it really liking Harry quite a bit. Uh, like, you know, and there's a couple times we go, "Okay, you're a you're a little bit of a dumbass," but it's do you never think like he's like maliciously a dumbass. He's just a little bit of a dumbass and a little bit of a cheese ball. Also, he just is a dude who really loves his wife and his family, and it's very sweet. And I just like most of the time I was like I feel so fucking bad for this dude, and it is like I already didn't like William and Kate, but it is bananas how much I hate them now. Like, just, what was like uh,
1: the main thing they did that oh made god. you hate them? Oh
0: my god! So the William, it was just like the couple. T- he's just such a fucking brat and so like weird and controlling. Um. You know the time when, um, when the main like drive that, that that Harry wanted to do was the the Invictus Games because you know he, he obviously the the veteran stuff is very important to him, mm-hmm. and he like William created some big fight about how like oh you know Harry was gonna was gonna drain. the, the, you know, the, all the money from the, whatever their charitable fund was to to get this started. And Harry's like, it's, he was just like, I mean, it's not even a quarter of the amount of money that's currently available. And if we get this going, we'll get enough donations through the publicity for it that we'll have even more. And when Harry wanted to make one of his big things, um, like, preservation and stuff uh, in Africa. And William William gets all mad at him being like, um, Africa is my thing. Elephants are my thing, so you can't do that. Even though, from what I can tell, Harry's the one who spent a lot more time there. Uh, and it, because obviously it was, like, a big, you know, thing of Diana's. And the, the thing that, like, really was bananas and just, like, pissed me off so much, though, is so... Uh, at for Harry's wedding, he had gone to the Queen to get permission to keep his beard. Now first of all, you just got to put aside the fact that how insane it is that he has to do that. Mm-hmm. like that is crazy. I partially had to do because of like he would like he was getting married in one of the military uniforms that you know there's this whole thing of like whether they're supposed to have a beard or not anyway Queen gives him permission to keep his beard. William calls him furious because William get, didn't get to keep his beard. And it's like, no, and it like orders Harry to shave. And Harry's like, I'm not, no, I'm not fucking doing it. And and William's like, Well, I had to have my you know, I had to shave my beard. And Harry's just like, No, I'm not I'm not gonna shave. That's crazy. And just this I mean, first of all, I mean it it sounds like the palace told William he had to shave and he didn't, you know, he didn't fight it at all. He just was like, yeah, okay, I'll shave. And, you know, so that's different than Harry going to the queen and asking her, but also just this, well, I had, you know, I couldn't do the thing that I wanted to do. So you can't do the thing that you want to do either is so gross and petty. He didn't even have a beard for a long
1: time. I mean, I think it was brief because, you know, I'm looking at old photos of him and these are very old photos. He had his beard like way before him and Kate got married.
0: He's just, I he always, it's always just him being a little fucking petulant brat. Like somehow it's not, it's not good enough for him that he is the oldest and g- going to be the one who becomes king. Like he needs to exert that power over Harry and then, so at one point, they were talking about how, you know, before before they left, when there were still some, like, they were, you know, on okay terms. There was some tension among the four of them. And so they have sort of, you know, a a meeting to to kind of talk things through at, at William and Kate's place. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, they're sitting down, and they're kind of like listing their grievances with each other. And apparently, one of William and Kate's grievances with Harry and Meghan is, well, you guys didn't give us an Easter present. And Harry and Meghan are both just like, okay, first, I mean, what the fuck's an Easter present? (laughs) Because, as far as I know, not a thing. But also, like, maybe, you know, like you give kids Easter baskets, but no, they were mad that they didn't give them Easter presents. Not only, like, again, I don't know what an Easter present is, but... When you're talking about your grievances, that that is something you would bring up. When the other things that's, that are getting brought up are stuff like, you know, their their staff sniping at each other and, and turning things over to the press, leaking bad stories out of each other. But no, not getting them Easter presents was just like beyond the fucking pale.
1: Yeah, but Emily, he, elephants are his thing. <laughs> I can't I can't fucking get over that that elephants well first off he's wrong because elephants are your thing I know right so I want to fucking fight him because of that Uh, because I'm reverting back to my childhood and trying to think of like an Easter present that I got from like my relatives or something
0: no like I we I got Easter baskets as a kid Mm -hmm. I've never given an adult an Easter present I've never heard of that I don't know anybody who gives presents at Easter Oh, what other shit they say
1: about Kate! I hope she roasts.
0: I mean, he's it's just. He, he, I will say he he isn't as vicious as he could have been. Like for all the you know, mm-hmm. there's there's dirt spilling in this book, and there certainly is. But you know, he talks. He talks a lot. Like when they when when William and Kate first got together, he adored her, and and really thought she was she was great for his brother, and was, like, so happy that he had a sister now. And it's... I think all of it is just how horrible she was to Megan. Like, uh, obviously, there's all this weird stuff with the kids' bridesmaid dresses, and... Yeah, what the fuck was up
1: with that? Were the dresses too short?
0: They were like... She... I don't know. It was, like, so... It was a few days before the wedding, and... Megan's dad had just had like a heart attack or something. So he was in the hospital and Kate's calling Megan because Charlotte's dress doesn't fit her correctly. And Megan's just like, okay, the tailor is standing by, just bring her, you know, bring, bring Charlotte by and they'll tailor the dress. And Kate just continues to harangue her about how, Oh my God, these dresses need to be all redone and blah, blah, blah. And, 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 and Megan's again, it's like, okay, the, the Taylor's been is here all day on standby. Just just bring her by. And it just like she. Wouldn't let it go and just continue to freak her out about it when, you know, she's already stressed about her wedding and also her dad. And then, you know, like Harry comes back from something later and just finds Megan like just like sobbing over something Kate had said. And then, and then the story that goes to the press is, oh well, you know, Megan made Kate cry over these wedding dresses. <laughs> Terrible humans. That's so
1: shitty. I really loved Megan. That, that's so crappy. Like, especially hearing on Oprah. You know, about her, like, she was trying to be nice about it, being like, yeah, we had a scuffle, but she got me flowers, and it was very nice. And I'm like, yeah, man, that's how you squash beef. I love when you're a professional at squashing beef, because it shows that you don't want fucking beef, because there's sometimes just people out there who just always want fucking beef. Yeah, and And and, I'm I'm a fucking
0: vegetarian. (laughs) And a lot of it just seems to be, like, William and Kate absolutely could not handle it when... Even like the like obviously there was like from the first time Meghan came into the picture there was a ton of racist shit about her in the press, but they just could not handle anything positive, anything with them being like well liked and successful, just unable to deal with it. But I and I think and I think it's a lot of it. It seems to be like resentment that because Harry isn't the heir. He gets a little more freedom and therefore like Megan has a little more freedom, but also, well, that's, first of all, you don't be angry at them, banger at the system. And Hey, guess what? Maybe fucking fight that a little bit. You're talking about how, you know, it seems to be like you, you're feeling so repressed that you have to be, you know, like perfect all the time. And she gets to, you know, she's the American who's making all sorts of mistakes, but you, you guys are the ones willingly contributing to this system still. It's
1: just so backwards. Like, I mean, I know that the Royal family or just like the monarchy in general has been dealing with this issue for centuries, you know, like jealous sibling or something. So I think this was unfortunately something like that was going to happen, which makes me so happy that Harry just left. And, I know this book's getting a lot of mixed reviews from people who are just like done hearing from like Harry, Harry and Meghan because you know they did their Netflix special, they did the Oprah special, they did the, he is doing a book, but then again like they need money. But also like I'm glad that Harry is probably using, you know, writing this book and everything as sort of like something to release all of this like negative energy because I can't imagine having to grow up like he did and ending up how he because he's he's doing okay it seems
0: yeah and I, I mean obviously it's gotta suck a lot to be estranged from you know your your dad and your brother and and your extended family but i just came away from it being like hey this is a dude who is a good dad and a good husband and like i just i, I don't know like I feel I feel as bad as bad as you could feel for somebody who is, you know, that privileged and rich and and I just think he's he's a decent dude. As a decent a dude as you can be coming from a royal family.
1: Yeah, he's my dream royal family member. Like I'm a sucker for like all like the royal stuff. Like I watched all the weddings. I watched, like, all the specials and everything, so I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving everything that he's, like, giving us the information, like, just, like, what's really going on, because, I mean, that's important. Like, maybe he can, like, break whatever the fuck is going on with the monarchy right now, like, just trying to make it better but it's the monarchy so they'll never learn from their mistakes unfortunately
0: yeah and just like a lot of the book is really like and a lot of his like as much as you know he, he talks about the shit that william did like physically attacking him and stuff like that but a lot of the vitriol is 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 for the press and that's absolutely understandable i mean you know not just his mother's death but then the way he was you know, treated and pigeonholed as the you know the troublemaker kid and then the absolutely horrendous racist as fuck treatment that Megan got. And, and then, you know, just like the way that the, the palace makes deals and, and shit to like, well, we'll, we'll have this negative energy on Harry and Megan. Cause that makes Charles and William and Kate look better. And it's really fucking Gross.
1: Man, if they think that Charles is uh, disliked right now, just wait till William's
0: King. <laughs> Man. That guy fucking sucks. They all suck. But no, I I liked it. I'm glad I listened to it. He's a good narrator. and You didn't need subtitles? <laughs> no, I didn't need subtitles. And just the stuff where he's talking about Megan, like when he first meets her, is just so fucking cute he is obviously so besotted with her still it's just adorable
1: i know i was looking at like an article of like them trying to be like kate or what what are what are these people's names again megan was lying about what she wore on her first date or something because like there's like a thing like in the book like talking about like when he saw her for the first time or something because like my sister had sent me up but i had to tell her i'm like those are two different two different occasions and just people
0: are just trying to like make like, yeah, and also there there's a difference between forgetting something and lying about something. Like if you you know you say you wore this on your first date, and really it's what you wore on your second date. Like that's not necessarily a lie. Yeah, like
1: I remember like a couple years ago, like asking Carlos if he remembers like what I wore on my first date, di- or on our first date. And he's like, Oh, like a dress and some leggings. I'm like, That wasn't a dress. That was a cardigan, but okay. Like, you know, like they, they don't, they're, they're guys. They don't know. But also, I just—it's the press just saying like Megan's an actress. Of course she's lying. Like there's that scene in the documentary when she's like fake doing her first bow to the queen or something, and everyone took that scene and was like, "How dare she insult the queen? The queen is dead. How dare she do that?" It's like, you people are what's wrong with society.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, enjoy it if you if you're into royal shit. I highly recommend it. Ah.
1: Love it. Well, yeah, thank you for reading it. I mean, I'll probably get to it sometime, but I know there's juicy details, but I mean, I, I want to read it, but I also want to hear it too. But you know, uh, issues with subtitles. Yeah. But uh-huh. we don't have to go over this again. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if, you know, our listeners like know that something big in Star Wars happened this week during monday night football where i don't know if you're going to be surprised about this but another football player got like really injured badly oh jesus christ fucking nfl huh i like someone's heart stops on the field and you know what let's just continue football like let's just let's just continue it let's let's just uh see where this go fucking nfl but yeah no we had we had a we had a trailer for The Mandalorian season three on Monday Night Football.
0: Dude, I cannot deal with people complaining about having to watch football in order to see a trailer that is going to be on the internet two seconds after it's on the football game. These people are insane, and they make me so angry. Nobody is making you watch shit. It's a tra- first of all, it's a trailer. Also, again, you don't have to see it live you don't you, like it's not like, like something you're like if you miss it live you're gonna have to wait like six months before you see this trailer i the the effect that people complain about that on on twitter i i hate them get a fucking life Ooh, the next time
1: i see that i'm just gonna comment and say wow i can't believe twitter is making me see this tweet right now <laughs> i just oh we get it. You don't watch football. I, I just yeah. fucking have to because my boyfriend likes it. But you know what?
0: I don't see me complaining. Yeah. Like, football's life. Yeah. You know what? I don't watch football either. You know what I didn't do? I didn't watch football. And then I saw the trailer anyway. You know, Star Wars people
1: just stupid. Not all of them.
0: Most of them. I hate. I
1: but hate most stupid. of them. Yeah. No. So what, I, did
0: you, what did you think of the trailer? It's fine. It was just a trailer. It was, you know, what about you? What did you think? Yeah, whatever. Look, I don't care about any of this Mandalorian shit. I mean, not like the character of the Mandalorian, but like the people the Mandalorians don't care about him. Any sort of, oh, we're the noble warrior culture. Go fuck yourselves. I think it's boring as shit. I didn't like it in Star Trek with the Klingons. I don't like it now with the Mandalorians. Bores me to tears. I still can't believe... That they resolved the fucking baby Yoda thing in a different show. It's like, it's like if the season finale of Friends was Ross and Rachel breaking up and then in a special summer episode of Mad About You, they got back together. Like you don't it's bad storytelling and it makes me angry. You don't resolve an important plot line from one show on another show. It completely undercuts everything about it now I got to explain to my mom how there's suddenly baby Yoda is back because the show she did, it's because he he got him back on a show my mom has not even fucking heard of. Much less watched.
1: God damn it. God damn it. Lucasfilm Emily really has to explain to her mom. <laughs> do you know how many fucking people have to explain to their moms about fucking baby Yoda returning for season three when he left with Luke Skywalker season two?
0: Like I just like why did you do it in the first place then? If you wanted to rush to this, whatever the storyline you're doing at this in season three, then just don't have them go away at all.
1: Man, we we got fucking screwed over with Book of Boba. Book of Boba was fucking good you until know they got, brought in you know goddamn Dinja Jarring and
0: fucking boy Boba Fett and also Haas.
1: Dude, that makes me so sad. I was just listening to old episodes of Blue Harvest today when he was just like sad about like how th- they fucked over Book of Boba. Like, yeah, th- that was so. good. I really liked that show until I, t- I liked the I, Book of
0: I, Boba parts. I didn't like the Luke Skywalker, Manda- like uh, Mandalorian show. But yeah, I, fuck Luke Skywalker. I love the little baby Yoda. With the little baby Yoda puts the um, Rancor to sleep. Adorable. Not worth it.
1: No, not at all. Like I only want Boba Fett. Like why is that so hard to ask for? And fucking Timmy Oliphant. Like <sighs> why were why didn't we get more of him? Why don't we get more of him? I'm very I want
0: all of him. Fucking love that dude.
1: That's so fucking rude that they probably won't give us a season 2 because everyone is complaining about like the teenage biker squad and just like other things. Like we did we got fucking Black chrysanthemum.
0: Yeah. I thought that show rocked. If you can cut out those two episodes that are of a different show, I think it's a really good show. Um, no, seriously. Now, and this is, I'm already not very excited about the Mandalorian. And I knew I was going to have Andor problems. And here's what I'm going to say about this. Which is I know people are like, oh my god, why does that, you know, you can't have you know, can't pair and pair everything to Andor and other shows can exist and that's fine. But like, okay, my problem is not it's got a whole different vibe. That's fine. It's not like both shows can't exist. My I don't want every show to have the same like darkness and weight as Andor. I do however think it is fine to go, Okay, they've shown us what how like quality it can be. So this is not the case of, you know, like, oh, do you want to go see Glenn Glenn, Gary, Glenn Ross, or do you want to go see The Music Man? It is, do you want to go see Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross on Broadway, or do you want to go see a high school production of The Music Man? Because that's what it feels like. And or is an actual show made by a real smart director who knows how to tell a story tightly and well and not just give stupid fan service. And then you have... Like, I watched this Mandalorian trailer and I just, I don't understand how it feels so cheap and cheesy compared to how great the production on Andor was. And
1: all this show exists for the fucking bandwagon fans.
0: Dude, do I not need to see Order 66 again?
1: I love CGI Jedi and CGI clones and CGI Coruscant that looks really cheap. Um... It's it's cheap. Um, it's crazy knowing, you know, that when Disney Plus launched, like we were getting like a, the first Star Wars TV show, and how like that first season like really captivated us because it's like wow we haven't seen anything like it, and then like getting Andor, and then comparing like season one of Andor to like what The Mandalorian is now,
0: and bad, it's it doesn't look good no like it's
1: not really the best storytelling like you know other than Pedro Pascal and I guess Baby Yoda like yeah what is it I I mean
0: yeah I don't oh oh, we're seeing Mandalorians jump out of planes again okay that's fine I guess like I already saw this before but okay
1: I mean I feel guilty you know giving you know praise to a show that brought us Gina Carano and Rosario Dawson (laughs)
0: Oh, man, I don't love it. I just, and I think uh, there's probably plenty of stuff this season I'll still enjoy. I think there's some fun stuff. Pedro Pascal with the little baby Yoda. Always going to make my heart go, oh, my God. Because the little, like, the single dad storyline, I'm a sucker for it. I really am. But I just don't think the quality is there. And, again, it comes down to, I just want a show that can just be that show. And not be a jumping off point with like six backdoor pilots for a dozen different characters to have their own shows I just want to watch a goddamn show one of the things I liked about Andor is it's just Andor because Tony Gilroy does not give a shit about Star Wars he just wants to tell a good story yeah but we have Dave in the
1: writer's room now like for like live action Star Wars like do you know how that's really affecting
0: Star Wars badly
1: Well, if you want a good story about a single dad and Pedro Pascal, I highly recommend The Last of Us.
0: Uh, Here's my thing with The Last of Us. It is a very well done show that is probably not going to be for me. Because I do not like zombie apocalypse shit. It's not terrible yet. I, I watched it. And I thought, and I agree with you, like, it's not terrible. I just, I... I think I'm just going to get like three episodes in and be like, I can't deal with this anymore.
1: I thought like the first like 30 minutes, like I was hooked. Like I, I spoilers. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Spoiler, yeah. spoilers. spoiler,
0: if you're going to watch it and somehow don't know what it's about.
1: When his daughter shot, like, I almost started crying. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I've only known these people for 30 minutes, and I feel this attachment to them. Like, and especially with Tommy, too.
0: Oh, my God. Okay, here's my think with this show. That first 30 minutes before all the, like, zombie shit starts happening, I'd much rather just watch that show. Just watch the show yeah. about single dad raising his, like, young teenage daughter with the help of his brother. And they're they're struggling a bit. I just want that show. (laughs) I don't want some zombie fungus shit. I definitely don't want, like, post-apocalyptic, like, military dictatorship versus kind of crazy rebellion. Uh, I don't care about any of that. I don't want the, the, like, clicker dudes who I know are coming... I don't, well, I don't want little tenderly fungus coming out of people's mouth. I don't enjoy watching people eat people unless they're Hannibal Lecter. Like, I just, I, I don't like zombie shit. It doesn't, it doesn't interest me. I don't, it, it's not even, I find it particularly scary. I just think it's like gross and boring. And I've, like, there's only so many variations of what you can do. I mean, I fucking hate The Walking Dead. And, and again, Pedro's really great in it. Cast is all really good. Production value is really good. Writing, f- considering it's a zombie apocalypse show, super good. I just don't think I'm going to be able to do it long term.
1: Yeah, I get it. I mean, yeah, like now it's really good, but I don't know how it's going to get. I don't know how many seasons going to last? I don't know. I don't know what happens to the video game either. So uh, I'm very excited yeah, about yeah. that. The other
0: problem is I do know what happens in the video game. Never played, oh. haven't played a single second of it. No, almost all of the plot.
1: That's a bummer. Fuck the internet.
0: No, that was no. That was me listening to pod. Like I have a couple of video game podcasts that I listen to, and I wasn't gonna not listen to it because it spoiled a game I knew I was never gonna play.
1: <laughs> oh, but yeah, I, I thought it was really good. But, I,
0: Pedro yeah. is so good. He's great, and I love that girl from Game of Thrones.
1: Oh, she's great. You know what
0: other girl is really great? What? Omega. oh Omega. So, yeah, we saw, was this episode four of Bad Batch? Yes, it was. Look, didn't love this episode. I he, he, You know what I would like? To never again see any racing in Star Wars.
1: Yeah, but Tech was so good. Tech won the race and everyone was so happy for Tech. I'm thinking maybe Tech
0: can get into a career of racing. Here, <gasps> Okay. Okay, wait. But- I've been saying here's the thing a lot. I realize that. It's been a lot tonight. But here's the thing. (laughs) I felt like there was a missing piece in the beginning where there should have been like, oh, oh, you know, tech doesn't feel like he is contributing enough or tech is getting made fun of because of how much he studies instead of doing shit. But the only guy who kind of makes fun for it is the droid who's like in it for 10 seconds and gets killed. Like, it's not somebody whose opinion he should care about. So it it plays like it's this redemption triumph moment for Tech, but there's not a setup for it. And where are the other boys? They're off doing something. I'm I'm in wonder if we're going to get that story next week. Or I hope not, because I like it better when they're all together. But I'm glad Tech got a moment to shine. I just felt like there needed to be... You know, something in the beginning where it was like, oh, poor tech, nobody respects him. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even know, too, like, if Tech was still injured because Tech broke his leg pretty
1: badly. And, like, all of a sudden, he's, like, fine now. Like, I want that fucking backstory. I need to know how Tech's recovery process was. Like, that's really hard recovering from a broken leg. Like, why can't we talk about that Star Wars? Like, why do we have to jump into, like, you know, people not believing in Tech or, like, Tech feeling like he's not doing enough? But we didn't didn't jump into
0: that. We just jumped into nothing. And then suddenly there's a big moment of Tech succeeding at something we didn't know he didn't think he could succeed at. Uh, also, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ben, what's his name? Who plays the droid? The guy who voices Sonic. Uh, he was on Prox and Recreation. I literally just looked him up today. It's Ben something. I love that dude. I don't, it, it took me out of it. Him being the sassy droid in this didn't work for me.
1: I know. I had a feeling he was a celebrity. I just didn't know which celebrity he was. And the bad guy in the episode that looked like the bad guy Ernie in Hudson. Monsters Inc. Ernie that's Hudson that's from that's Ghostbusters. That's the bad guy. Yeah, for, but he's also the bad guy Monsters Inc. Right? I
0: have no idea. Okay. Wait, what's his name? Ernie Hudson. Ben Schwartz. Jesus, I cannot remember Ben Schwartz's name. I I enjoy him in things. I can never. I have to look up his name every single time. I looked up his name immediately after watching that episode, going, remember that for the episode, and you're talking about it tonight. No. He's six feet tall. Who is? Ernie
1: Hudson. Yeah. Ernie Hudson.
0: I like Ernie Hudson. I couldn't place his voice while I was watching the episode, and I'm like, I know who this guy is. Who is it? And for some reason, I could not connect it, and then I saw it in the credits. But I like Sid. Obviously, we're getting some, like, Sid. Well, I mean, I already presumed Sid had a shady past. Because she is involved in a bunch of shady shit. But she apparently, you know, betrayed this guy somehow. Hmm.
1: I'm looking at the IMBD of Ernie Hudson. And he was in a show that I watched called The Secret Life of the American Teenager about this chick that gets pregnant at 16. And it's like a Telenova's kind kind of thing. And, like, I, I don't remember seeing him. I feel like I would recognize him because he was in Ghostbusters. So now I'm trying to find an image of him. Okay, I think I kind of recognize him. I don't know. Weird. But, yeah, this episode was fine. It was racing. I don't know. Yeah. Omega was cute in it. I like her little hairstyle. She looks fucking cute. I really love the season two upgrade.
0: Yeah. The hair is very cute. I like it. And I like it. I always love her and Wreck together. I think they are adorbs. They're a good team even seeing her with tech
1: now too i mean she's bonded with tech because she likes the nerdy shit too i love it i love how she's like becoming all of her brothers like she's like gaining like knowledge from all of them like that's what you do like that's what your siblings do is like they you, they learn from you like you know i learned from rusty because he always sings the the burger king commercial the the whopper whopper commercial so now we all sing um no idea the what you're talking about whopper commercial whopper whopper junior Whopper. you have never heard that commercial
0: i don't watch live tv ever
1: oh no so unless like... it's a
0: commercial that's on hulu i'm not gonna see it
1: man i hope someone gives you a whopper whopper junior whopper commercial yeah because it's like the 5.99 special you can get like a, a whopper or a junior whopper or nuggets and then with fries and a drink, like you get choose two, and it's five ninety nine. Oh, and a, and a drink, fries, and like a Whopper, nuggets or something. Like, it, it, yeah, it's a good okay. deal, I guess. But I don't like Burger King. I don't fuck with
0: Burger King. I don't like charbroiled burgers. I the only fast food burger I eat is Wendy's. I I haven't had a Wendy's in a while. I like Wendy's. Wendy's is good. Like I'll eat chicken nuggets or a chicken sandwich someplace else, but burgers from McDonald's or Burger King? No, thank you disgusting
1: they're not the best i i love the chicken nuggets
0: i who has the best french fries do you think mcdonald's has the best the best fries I, i think so uh i used to really like wendy's fries and then they changed them to some other shit that is not good but i think just the classic mcdonald's skinny super crunchy fries hard to beat only fresh the second those things get cold they're absolutely vile
1: yeah I really like In-N-Out fries too, but like everyone doesn't like In-N-Out fries. Like I love In-N-Out fries. I've never had In-N-Out. Oh, you
0: still haven't? Nope, cuz you guys got it without me. What were you doing that? Who were you doing that night? No, that was not that night. That was when we were just over, I was over at their place like and we were having some beers.
1: You were almost doing. You were in the process <sighs> of doing.
0: I was fucking trying.
1: I know Emily. I know what that's like. I know what's. I know what that's like. But at least you didn't have to wait around for well, long. Did you
0: didn't throwing myself at him. No, I just had to wait like two nights after that. That was fine.
1: I mean, he didn't need like an intervention. Like, well, he from multiple mo- people. No, he
0: did. He did actually.
1: I mean, like, I th- I just think con- that
0: it was just a compressed timeline. But you and Christine both talked to him. I was more direct
1: though. Like I think I messaged him on Facebook, and I was like, "Emily's great, don't you agree?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no! Yeah, that's when I got a, I got a message from Kevin to be like, "Brittany's not subtle." <laughs> I don't think I don't think I've ever I'm ever subtle. Well, my, I, I think my response to that was subtlety wasn't working, so. <laughs> Oh, man,
1: I love I love these kind of stories. Just all of us, you know, coming together to get laid, you know, like just what's better than that? Oh, it's
0: a group activity sometimes. Uh, yeah, sometimes. sometimes oh. indeed. oh, oh, you know what? I think we got another email from. Oh, thank God. A friend of the podcast. Well, actually, no, we have a couple of emails because we got one from two friends. Oh my god, our there's
1: no more desert. Like we've our I'm thinking of what? the euphemism. I can't think of I I can't think of the euphemism when you haven't had sex in a while and like your vagina's a desert. Like that's what I feel like our inbox is.
0: Nope. Okay, let's just read emails. Okay, so we got an email from front of the show, James Cameron, who we established big fan. Jimmy! Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Hey Pals. Thanks so much for reading my letter. It was exciting to hear your enthusiasm about it. I'm glad to hear that Brit still has those gouaches she stole. Those bastards at Disney are so goddamn stingy that any hint to their profit makes me smile. I wish I could get you into the later films, but my pal Vin is still a little upset over Emily's podcast. I don't have time or energy to deal with his drama. He Heard me talk about the podcast once and went on a tirade about how she didn't like a man apart. Michelle Rodriguez had to drag him away. That being said... I'd love to be on the show. I'm sure I can find a few minutes to pop in and chat. Your pal, Jimmy. Jimmy. So there have been rumors going around for a while that Vin Diesel was going to be an Avatar. And then, I think there, yesterday, the day before, one of the producers is like, no, man, he was just visiting the set. No Vin Diesel in Avatar. I'm very sad. Then you could have rebirthed your podcast. Oh my god, Absolutely.
1: Rebirthed. Rebirthed. Whatever. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, Just, you know. Just, uh... Well, thank you. Thank you, Jimmy. Um, Yeah. Those bastards at Disney. They can't stop me. They won't stop me. But I I hope I'm still invited to the next D23. Because I really enjoy
0: those conventions. Invited, too. Do you mean, like, not barred from?
1: Yeah. But, I mean, like, I think an invite... An invite is nice. Because, like, I deserve it's it's an invite like i i'm a i'm a D23 member like i i pay them more money to get special things so i should be invited to go cuz that's how life works sometimes in my brain in dreams we have another email okay do you yeah. want to read this one too why am i reading both of them cuz emily you know i can't read I need subtitles. no, I'll read this one. I'll read it. I'll read it. I'll read it. It's fine. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna mess up everything. <sighs> this is from our friend Rebecca. And awards table. Hi, Canto Biters. Sorry I haven't been annoying you much on Twitter lately, but since the platform got must, it hasn't been like or it hasn't felt like a safe place to be. But certainly the thoughts have been there. Aw. I want to start off by a big thank you to Britney. She is amazingly awesome. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I have a friend who is going through a bit of a rough patch, so I wanted to do something special, which evolved a limited release item you can only get in the USA. Long story short, there was no need for Britney to help in any way, but being the kind of decent person she is, she helped anyway, going above and beyond. So super massive thank you for me. Oh, yeah. Anytime. I'm always happy to help friends. That's what I'm here for. Happy to do it. Please give me more things to do. I'll do them. I'm happy to. All right. Uh, continuing on for my words table. Here are the dead people I want there. Carrie Fisher. She knows she is dead, but would still roast her own death and the afterlife better than anyone. Robin Williams. Just he can see how much he is loved and all the joy he still brings in the world. Oh, that's really nice. Grouch- Groucho Marx. Who's that? <sighs>
0: Like, like classic like old hollywood comedy film star uh you would recognize him if you looked him up okay
1: he and carrie would be a wonderful double act well yeah that,
0: that's cool all
1: right last of all i would like to give you a fuck mary kill not people or characters but years 2020 2021 and 2022 for me i would kill 2020 as it was a shit of a year and it would be great to have added all the crap there. I would fuck 2021 because that year was just a rinse and repeat of 2020. So fuck it, which means I have to marry 2022 and a lifeless marriage ends a divorce after 12 months. Hoorah, Rebecca. Oh, fuck. This is okay. You can kill. Mo- I'm, I'm giving you a rule break here. You can kill multiple years, if all.
0: <laughs> I mean,. All these years are now tainted because they're, yeah, I mean, I guess 2020 is is the one I would keep because it's like the least bad, but even, even 2020 would be tainted by bad people who I'm not going to name. But I guess that can live twenty twenty one bad. But that it's more like retrospectively bad. Like at the time I didn't realise how bad it was, even though like I was having fucking breakdown and crying like every two weeks because of again, bad people will not be named. And then twenty twenty two is when I realized bad people who should not be named were bad people and just how bad they were. And how much they, uh, nearly destroyed my life. And, uh, the same to other people who were involved in the situation. Oh, um, yeah. But, so, yeah, 2022 was hard. Because, obviously, that's when I really, like, I mean, I got to know, uh, some you know chris and christine really well and we became really close and obviously it's the year when we went to celebration and it's the year that i met kev and that's amazing and wonderful and i wouldn't give that up for anything but jesus christ it was a really bad fucking year uh in a way that i have uh not gonna be over for a while so i will can i just kill 2022 like three times Mm-hmm. okay that's okay. <laughs> Sorry, I that I turned your question serious. But yeah, it was a bad year. How about you? I feel the same about
1: 2021, 2022. Strangely. Um, last year just wasn't really a good year for me. Um, just some things happened and just hard, hard, hard things. In um, 2021, um, that was the year I moved and that was a really hard transition. And then 2020 was, like, kind of, like, my personal, like, transition year where just, like, a lot of things changed for me. And, you know, like, health, mind, body, like, everything was was coming up struthers. So, <laughs> it's really hard, too. Like, I mean, I would marry 2020. And then... I don't know. It's hard. Ugh. Okay, what year did I cry less in? (laughs)
2: That's
1: really hard because, like, I think probably 2022 because, like, 2021, like... Big crying year? Probably. I mean, like, I got my job. I got... uh, No, I got COVID last year. I didn't cry over that, though. Did I? Probably. Um... I moved. Other things probably happened. I don't know. Yeah. So I married 2020. And then I think, you know what? I'm I'm gonna hit also the the rule break button and like I think I want to kill all of them because okay. I think that's the most fair because like I can't just keep like one there. But I mean that's what 2023 is for. 2023 is for new opportunity. New land to claim and a better year for me. Yeah. Good things are coming this year.
0: Yeah, I think Hopefully. So. Hopefully. Uh and always Rebecca, we always love hearing from you. Um I I totally understand why you have not been uh active on Twitter because it is a disgusting cesspool and fuck Elon Musk. Yeah, fuck
1: that guy. I know. I I hate all the new things that are happening on Twitter, and I'm just waiting for all of us to like switch to like another thing. Because I know like a couple of us are like on like Discord now,
0: and that's fine. I'm I'm still getting used to Discord, but like Discord is like Discord is a good replacement for like Twitter DM groups, but it's not a good replacement for like Twitter as a whole. There is no good replacement for Twitter as a whole, and that makes me sad because I really liked Twitter. It was my favorite social media platform, and it fucking sucks. Oh yeah. yeah, anything else?
1: No, that's it. I think we've covered everything this episode. okay So Emily, where can we find you and the podcast on social media?
0: uh I am on Twitter still and Instagram at e f. Lind also I'm like Ivan. Been- other places like that. Um the show is at Pod. You can send us emails like Rebecca or Jamie Cameron did, and that is cantobypod at gmail.com. Brittany, where are you? You can
1: find me on Twitter and Instagram as CantoBrit. Sweet. Yeah. You know, I would have never guessed like five years from now, you know, doing this podcast that like we would have a friend of the podcast that's a famous Award-winning director. Right? Crazy. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? But anyways, uh, thank you everyone for listening and we will talk to you next time. Bye.
0: Bye.